special guest, uh, Gino. I am speaking easy, and then there's Boston. Say hey, hi, Boston. What's up? All right. Take the floor, Gino, special guest. Hey, special guest on the show. It's, uh, you know, a little later than usual, but better than ever, right? Um, uh -huh. so I'm Gene. I, I live in Buffalo, for those of you guys who uh, are listening. I've been a friend of Jamie's now for, yeah, what, six, seven years now, Jamie? We've known each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Speaking easy means Jamie. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. that's all gone yeah. now. My name's Jamie. Ha <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. Oh, oh, that's right. Speaking easy. No, sorry. it's fine. It's Jamie now. Everyone knows. <laughs> no, it's all good. I guess now your name should be Speaking Difficult. But uh... no, that's uh, just my stutter. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hockey, like, like you guys don't have much hockey on the show. So no, we've only talked about football because um. All I know about hockey is the Capitals, and they lose in the playoffs most of the time. Well, you know, when you have the most overrated player in the history of the NHL and Alexander Ovechkin, you know, it happens. I, I, I like um, I like Bucks, and um, they, go, they go back and forth. They go back and forth really fast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I got yeah, for you. No, 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 no breaks in between plays like the NFL. Yeah, uh, there's sometimes, sometimes there's um, stoppage for for the ice to be to be scooped up and put in buckets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got to get the zambo out there. Get yeah. the sheet, you know. Yeah, and if the zambo but, misses uh, a spot, no, you it... yell at him. <laughs> Well, you know, here, not too far from right here, I live in Eden, just south of Buffalo, and not too far from here near Rochester, Zamboni was cleaning the ice and burst into flames two weeks ago. <laughs> and, that was, and that was the most exciting thing on ice in western New York in a decade. <laughs> so I got this, like, so. thing on my phone as an update about, uh, on it's, it's relevant to the... OHL, have you heard of that? Yeah, the good old Ontario Hockey League. Man. Did you did you Some hear? Players did you hear that they're they're banning purposeful physical <laughs> contact? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's uh, no longer going to be hockey. It's going to be uh, figure skating with sticks. <laughs> and a puck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might want to sign up for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it couldn't hurt. But I, I just, in my opinion, how, how are you supposed the OHL supposed to be, you know, it's your 16 to 20-year-olds, most of whom are going to be NHL draft picks or already are NHL draft picks, and, you know, they're just not with the big club yet. But how are you going to be getting these guys ready for the NHL by taking away any meaningful physical contact? I understand there's a pandemic, but really? Like... That's sixty percent of the game is well. Actually, I would say ninety percent of the game is skating, and seven percent of it's physicality, and three percent's like actually skill. Well, look at the NFL; so, like they're you know they're hitting each other and stuff. You know. Yeah, I mean they're hitting each other. You, we just had baseball where people come in contact with each other. We just had an NHL playoffs finished a couple of months ago during the the prime of the pandemic. So. 
I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I, I think it's a, a very reactionary thing to do, and I think it's only going to hurt the players that play in the OHL, which is a premier development league. So it's it's kind of ridiculous if you think about it. I just so thought with, that was hilarious. Okay, sorry, with, sorry, Boston. No worries. So with the OHL, could could they actually do like a uh, NHL type deal where they had a bubble and just take that away? I mean, they they very well could. I mean, the Ontario Hockey League is exactly that. It's Ontario. It's one province. So, I, I mean, and there's only not – there's a lot of teams, but not that many. You could just put them all in, in the GTA, Greater Toronto Area, and, um, you know, have them play there. And that that would make more sense. I mean, but you already have the Western Hockey League playing leagues, which these are all, like, subcategories of the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League. So – to me, it's nonsense to – if these other parts of the same league are doing contact, how are you, the OHL, going to completely change that? It doesn't make sense. Not at all. Could, but they could just make a bubble if they want. Could they change their ruling, like, partway through the season? Like, hey, now you guys can hit each other, or do they have to keep it throughout the whole season? I would say it's really hard to change a rule mid-season, right? Like, that would be the same in football if you said – uh, you know, you can you can jam a, a corner coming off the line for half the season, and then the rule changes to you can't even touch the defensive back. So yeah, kind of the same thing there. Like it, it just to me, you would have to have consistency for a whole season. All right, that's completely off topic from what you were going to talk about, but uh. I know, right? Like, I wanted to talk about that that kid in Arizona who got drafted, Mitchell Miller. Now you um, you continue with that. Keep going, all you. Because uh, you know, sports is a wonderful thing, right? Like we're all sports fans. Like we love hockey, we love football, we love baseball. But I think we can all collectively say that bullying a special needs kid is not cool. No. And. Uh, I am so happy that the Arizona Coyotes told this kid, you can pursue your hockey career, but it's not going to be with us. And and we didn't understand the full scope of what had happened. And I'm very happy that they got rid of that kid because I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think bullies have a place in sports. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're grown men. We watch sports. We love it. We drink a beer. We gamble on it and all that. But at the end of the day, sports really are a huge piece of a kid's childhood. I mean, these are things from my childhood. So I'd rather not have somebody like him be a role model for kids, no matter what sport it is. I'm, I think it's just a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. And if you go look into it, it was pretty gross. So good for the coyotes to get rid of that kid. Yeah. I, uh, I work in the special ed field. So um, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, I mean, like from when, like I was in high school, when Boston was in high school with me, you know, um, I feel like the the bullying of kids with special needs was not as frowned upon as it is now, you know, because a lot of a lot of kids, you know, with special needs got bullied a lot when we were in high school, and like no one said anything or did anything about it, just let it slip cracks, you know. And nowadays, it's a huge thing. And when I'm in the high school setting helping out students with special needs, they're, like, random kids are coming up and high-fiving them and, like, saying, like, oh, how are you having a great day? And walk with them and talk with them. It's like feels like a whole different environment now. And that kind of thing is so frowned upon. 
in today's society that I'm glad the the Coyotes did what they did, you know? Yeah, no, it's huge. And I mean, and I'm, I kind of have a personal stake in this. I have a sister who's special needs and, um, you know, it was hard growing up watching the things that people said to her, said to me over my sister. So I'm, I'm just, to me, I'm appalled that a player would one, do that in the game of hockey because hockey is one of the most gentlemanly sports you'll find. I mean, it's literally a very violent game played by good people. And uh, I just, for the life of me, wonder what what that coach was doing and and how that coach was allowing that behavior because i guarantee you it's not an isolated incident so that's kind of kind of crazy right like that's something when you 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 want to think about like when you're bringing your kids into sports right like you want some coach telling them to act like that so so i don't know that's pretty horrible man that's a bad look for hockey too it's a really bad look for hockey and uh they save hockey they save themselves you know yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think you look at a lot of the stuff hockey's trying to do right now with, um, you know, being better about those things, and the hockey, the NHL's really generous, but, you know, with racism, with special needs, with uh, pride, you know, accepting LGBTQI plus people into sports, I, I think it's amazing what they've done, but, and I'm glad to see they stood up for that family, so huge, huge. But, uh, yeah, to move on to brighter subjects, you know, thanks for letting me uh, talk about that because that was something that, as a hockey guy, has been weighing on my mind. Um, I just I like know, to, have you guys been like- – Sorry, I just want to chime in real quick. I, it's, it's also nice to actually see a actual sport taking something more seriously than just having a slap on the wrist. We've seen plenty of times, especially NFL. Like Richard um, Incognito. Yeah, yeah. Him and like MLB has had some stuff where they just kind of like, oh hey yeah, um, don't do that, but we're still gonna you know allow you to play in our league and on our teams and without any consequences. And uh, this is actually like a first time where something that happened at what was the kid in like eighth grade when this happened, high school. Yeah, yeah, I think Uh, something like that. High school. Sometime around that, like that, that. that. that's a while ago, and um, you know they're still taking that seriously, which is nice. Nice change of pace. Yeah, I think I think sports leagues have to, right? Like sports leagues absolutely have to take that stuff seriously. Uh, I live in here in Buffalo. We had Josh Allen, and Josh Allen had some tweets, you know, a, a while, but like when he was a senior in high school, you know, there were players in that locker room that that didn't want him in there, and. I remember that whole thing, you know, living here in Buffalo. And um, I, I do, I do think when when kids mess up, there needs to be a path to forgiveness. So even for this kid, I I am appalled at what he did. I just hope that there's a path to forgiveness for him. Um, and and it would have to come from the people that he affected. But to me, I just hope there is a a road for some of these younger guys who who kind of do silly things like horrible things when they're kids because they're influenced wrong but uh yeah I, we in sports there has to be a path to forgiveness like i think a lot of people have forgiven players for things they've done well the brighter subject is what you have anything else about hockey yeah sorry right that now? was a dark subject 
Yeah. Well, I mean, have you guys been following free agency at all? I know that the Capitals signed goalie guy Unquit. That's it. Hey, good. That's a good move for the Caps, though. Have a have one of the best of all time backing up a young prospect. Huge, huge. If if Georgiev's the real deal, but and or not Georgiev, um, Samsonov. So uh, it, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's a good move because if Samsonov's game falls off, you got a guy who can jump in net and give you a lot of quality starts. So that's a good thing for the Caps. I think the biggest winners, honestly, a free agency, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights did an amazing job. I mean, they added who I think is like one of the one or two best defensemen in the entirety of the NHL. And Buffalo, man, like Buffalo killed it in free agency this year. I mean, you look what they did. I mean, and not just free agency. Obviously, the Eric Stahl trade was huge. But you look what they did. They now have four centers. Like they have a whole, they are deep at center, which they lacked. And now they have Taylor Hall. See, you don't even know. Yeah, these are all huge things, man. It's huge, 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 huge stuff. So that's why you brought me to talk hockey. I have no idea. So. Great. <laughs> the great content for the podcast because you're like, like, yeah, this this guy traded and then you know, they signed these guys and I'm just like, yeah, Lundquist. <laughs> yeah, Lundquist. Lundquist. Well, I mean, that area is growing with hockey, though. To be honest, they're speaking easy. Yeah, like the, it's already the... it's already gone. Okay, you already it's already it's already recorded. It's already in there. Nope. They already know my name is Jamie. All right, all right. I'm I'm Jamie. Okay. Baseball I mean, home run, Jamie. That's it. Yeah, definitely a definitely a Justin Turner hit there. Um. <laughs> But still, dude, I mean, you look at D.C., like 450% growth in hockey registration and between D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, that's huge. That area is going to be a hockey hotbed before too long. Yeah, so now you just have to know more hockey. Yeah, ready? Um, Fetchkin, uh, Backstrom, um, <laughs> Carlson, um, guy that starts name? with a K, um, it's like a Russian name. Then, Can you remember anyone before 2005? Um, I remember <laughs> my favorite Capitals, not there anymore, around when I was in high school, I think. Maybe later. That'll be after 2005. That's later than 2005, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Varlamov. Semyon Varlamov was my favorite player back in the day. Yeah, that's, that's not before 2005. Yeah. 2005. Um, I think that's the uh, day. That's the year. Cal Rifkin Jr. <laughs> I think that's the year most of you guys became Caps fans. This is the year you drafted Ovechkin. But you, you're not talking about Peter Bondra, Dale Hunter, Joey Juno, Olaf Kolzig. Yeah, Joey Juno. You know, the, the movie Juno's about him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally about him. Yeah. Maybe more Mystery Alaska, but. <laughs> Dude, you guys, you guys got, you guys got to watch some hockey movies. Have you guys ever seen Slapshot? Slapshot's fantastic. I actually talked to somebody about work uh, with the Hanson brothers. Really? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that movie. I, I like Miracles, good and the Mighty Ducks. You know. 
The Flying you know, Bee. Flashdot. Yeah, Shot yeah, is it's, it's a great show. Movie ever. Greatest sports ever, movie of all time. Ever. Ever. Definitely There's Water nothing Boy better than that movie. It is so funny. You gotta watch it. Especially they made three of them. I, I didn't watch two or three. I've watched one though. <laughs> two, two is really bad. It's got Stephen Baldwin in it, and then three. They're they say they're in Pennsylvania, but they're playing in Binghamton, which is in New York. So I I don't know. Three, the second, the two that came after the first sucked, but that's uh, so really they work out. So Gina, yeah. if you had to pick a team right now, you think has the best chance of winning it all based on draft of agency made of everything like right now who do you think something we revisit every every time something happens i just a baseline prediction right uh i would tell you out of the west my prediction out of the west would probably be um I, I want my heart wants to say Edmonton, but I can't because they've never proved a thing. I would tell you out of the West, it's going to be Vegas. Vegas is going to run away with the West, and I think San Jose's probably got something. But yeah, I those guys are the best. Dallas is going to be good, but I think Vegas is going to be on another level next year. Um, out of the East, it's hard to go against Tampa Bay, but I, I actually think. The team to look out for in the East next year is the New York Islanders. I think the Islanders are coming. I think Barry Trotz has has made that team so so good. Um, I like that. I think yeah, and I think Philadelphia could be really good. So my prediction is, I'm gonna take Philadelphia and Las Vegas in the Stanley Cup, and I think Vegas wins. Now, do you think? Sabres will make the playoffs. No. <laughs> no, and and I think, but I think it'll be close. That I think they're going to be a lot better, and they're kind of a. I think they're a cusp team. I mean, you have Jack Eichel, who is arguably one of the best centers in the top five centers in the game. You have Taylor Hall, elite scorer, who was in league MVP two years ago. You have Sam Reinhardt, you have Jeff Skinner, you have Eric Stahl, you have Victor Olofsson, or Victor Golofsson, as we say here in Buffalo. Um, uh, we, uh, we, we say it here too, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely say it in, in Maryland. Uh, oh, now they know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't know where exactly you live in Maryland. It's a very popular, populated state. It's like I say, I live in New York. Okay. You already you gave up your location, like, right in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. Come find me. If you want to talk hockey, I'll meet you in the driveway with a beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I think Buffalo's got some pieces, man. They need a goaltender, though. And they need to trade a, a defenseman because right now they have way too many right-handed defensemen versus left-handed defensemen, and you want that left-right balance. I, I don't think it's it's there yet. And they have a good coach. They got some veteran leadership on the team. Time will tell. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin's re- going to be good, I hope, once he learns how to play hockey like a man. Um yeah, there's some things there. There's some things there. Yeah, Henry Yokoharu is really good. 
Um, a lot of depth this year, though, a lot of depth and a lot of secondary scoring, and that's what they've needed more than anything. And, and I think they're set up to play a better defensive game because, honestly, they have not played well defensively in years. I mean, the, the reason I asked that question, you know, I, I follow you on Facebook. You, you, you talk <laughs> mad smack about the Sabres, how they're like, the ownership's terrible. Well... I mean, there's a lot of frustration with the Pecula family. I mean, look what they've done with the Bills, though. I mean, they did an amazing job with the Buffalo Bills. But everybody who they're the first thing they said when they bought the Buffalo Sabres, because they bought them, you know, five years before they bought the Bills. And they said, from here on out, our sole purpose is to win a Stanley Cup. Well, you haven't been to the playoffs since the first year you bought the team. You have been the worst team out of those nine years, four times. So it just, there's a lot of struggles with the ownership, but they've done a lot for the city of Buffalo. So, you know, people love them here. I just wish they'd put somebody in charge of the Sabres that was a hockey guy and not Kim Pegula because Kim Pegula runs the team. And, you know, they you can just tell that they care about the Bills and the Sabres are like the redheaded stepchild. So could could it be a scenario where um, it's just like there's people that just don't want to come and play in Buffalo? Well, I mean, who would, man? Who would right now? I mean, the team's been terrible, but they somehow got the best free agent to come to Buffalo. But Buffalo's not a bad place to play if you're a hockey player, especially a Canadian one. I mean, it's borders right there. Like, I can see Canada from my house. So, um not literally like you go up the street you can but um yeah i i mean it's it's really close to canada so a lot of there's a lot of players from toronto so they like to play here um problem is is the team's not very good so it's a hard draw i mean boston's got i mean that's the bruins right like everybody wants to be a boston bruin everybody wants to be a montreal canadian so easier draw there Yeah, I was about, totally paying oh, attention. Uh, don't worry about it. What about um, what team's most disappointing in each East and West in the draft most and in the free agency? Uh, I would tell you most disappointing in the draft, Buffalo. Because I think they got a good player, but they skipped two of the best players in the OHL from last year and Marco Rossi and Cole Perfetti. And, and just in my mind, if those guys are sitting there at eight, you can't skip them. And they did. And they took Jack Quinn. Hopefully he's good. So I'd, I'd say the Sabres draft wasn't, was the most disappointing um, for the East. And then for the draft on the West, I, I feel like the Ducks didn't really do much there. Um, you know, they, they didn't, I don't think they drafted, they drafted off needs base, not the best player available. So again, it's going to be a huge miss for them. And then free agency, I think you're looking at LA was really disappointing. Um, they had a chance to better their team, and they still could. I mean, Mike Hoffman's still on the market. East Coast, I think the most disappointing off season that I have seen is probably Tampa Bay. And I think Tampa Bay has a lot of moves they need to make because they're in cap trouble. And those deals are probably going to be coming soon, but they're in cap trouble. Big time. Lots of big contracts on that team. So. Yeah. Tough. Um, so. Yeah. I've learned a lot about hockey. 
<laughs> I, I coming into this, I don't really, I didn't really. Um, I remember our, our conversations earlier. Um, wanted to talk about like something about like um, cruiser hockey or something. Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So actually, Bernie and I were were up. Jesus. And there, and there, and there it goes. <laughs> Multi home run game is first appearance. <laughs> Jesus. See you later. Uh, you know, too. All right. Well, that's only open now. <laughs> well, they don't know where he lives. Oh. Uh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys want to start over? Can we like just like bleep this stuff out? <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be the best episode ever, right? This is gonna be the most funny one. Some really, really uh, dark stuff in there too. But oh god, right, no, on. I was gonna talk about All it. All right, just don't repeat it, dude. <laughs> I was talking about enforcers because you probably want like Cam Neely to come into the screen and punch me in the side of the head right now. <laughs> yeah, that was just like do you guys. Uh, you guys like hockey fights? Oh, yeah, like dude, hockey yeah. Fights, so yeah, I like, like my my uh my big hockey time was really when I was in college. I went to a pretty big hockey school, and um. And that's when I got really on with the Bruins. That was around 2010. They won it in 2011. Um, Sean Thornton ended up. Hey, I still watch somewhat. Just not this year because it's fucking bubble. But um, yeah, ended up really just with like favorite player being Sean Thornton. Just always, you know, going hard no matter what the, what time, what the score was. And Dude, always. He absolute clap back too. Well, yeah, apparently, like, his whole thing, like, when he was coming up was, like, he had to be, like, the enforcer in the fights because that's the only way he could get drafted. Do you, like, not see many enforcers? No, and I honestly, I don't think it's a good thing, man. I think there's a lot of dangerous plays in the game now because there's no repercussions. So we're talking about the Bruins. Like, Brad Marchand gets away with everything because there's nobody out there that's going to punch him in the face aside from maybe – Tom Wilson and Ryan Reeves in the league. So those are really the only two heavyweights in the league now. So I think it's made the game more dangerous. I want to see the enforcers come back. I, I think it's great to see a good scrap on the ice. I think it makes the fans excited too, but I also understand the NHL wanting to go more towards the European game. But to me, you can't have hockey without having fighting. I just think it'll always be part of the NHL culture. Well, I think it was uh, it was a Penguins player for a bit, and he gave out some like dirty, dirty shots. And I remember there was one. Um, I don't remember who was a who was two, but it was just the, like the worst headshot you'd ever see. Like the guy's neck just whipped around, and he was out cold. And it's like if you don't have fighting and you don't have that like players policing players type deal, it's just gonna happen more and more often where all these dirty cheap shots are gonna come into play and. You get what two minutes in the box, five minutes in the box. The game, you know, game misconduct. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And that player's career could be ruined. You know, off of off of a two second hit. And the guy you're talking about is Matt Cook, and uh, yeah, he was in the league for a while. He was known for for dirty shots, and nobody would go after him because there really wasn't fighters in the league anymore. And it's a shame, man. I I think it's it's 
made the game worse, not better. I, I think going to this whole speed and skill is great, but you still need guys who can throw. And Tom Wilson of the Cavs is actually really awesome because he is a throwback player. Like, that dude will fight. That guy will play that gritty game, but he can also skate. He can also pass. He, you know, he's great vision. He plays both ends of the ice. So that's the kind of enforcer you need. You need an enforcer who can play hockey. And unfortunately, you know, back in the 90s, the 80s, and the 70s, a lot of those enforcers, you know, had no business being in the NHL. They were they were ex goons. They were exactly that. They were goons. So I'm glad that aspects of it's changed, but fighting's got to come back. Chara's still in the league. He's a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. He's getting up there, yeah. though. He's old. He's yeah. He's forty-three, something like that. He's huge, though, isn't he? Like, giant. oh, dude, he's he's, he's like, like six-nine. Six-nine without skates on. Without skates on, yeah. He just he's destroys over... someone with a hit. I mean, I watched little Nathan Gerby, who's all a five-foot-four, lay him out. So. <laughs> <laughs> now is that with skates on? Five-foot-four. No, that's that, that's without skates on. And it's the funny it's the funniest picture you've ever seen. You have this little five foot four dude putting Zidane Ochara on his ass. And it's the greatest I, I mean if you guys go look at that picture, it'll make you laugh so hard. What was the dude's name? Nathan Gerby. G-E-R-B-E. Just think about it. He's that small, and when he played here in Buffalo, his last name's Gerby, so they called him the Gerber baby. <laughs> I'll put up. So it's the third thing, that, or second thing that comes on to uh, Google. <laughs> Nathan Gerby, no char. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, that's how you spell it. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, just look at that picture. Look how tiny he is compared to him. Dude, that's insane. He's like, there's no <laughs> way they got me. That's no, that's 100% real. Nathan Gerby is five. I think he's actually five foot five off off ice. Jeez. And he's standing next to Stretch Armstrong and Zidane Ochara there. So, because he even looks small next to Rask too. Yeah, like yeah, he's not a he's not a big dude. He he is all of five, I think five foot five officially. Yeah, <clears throat> I watched uh, the wrong video. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Chara hit him. <laughs> Did he go flying? Yeah, he went flying into the board. <laughs> he didn't even hit him. He just like was skating up and just ran into him. He went whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so thank that you for coming game. on and uh, talk about hockey with us. Yeah, no, no worries, man. Next time it'll it'll be a little more uh, lighthearted. So, I mean, Thanks I think I think everyone had fun about it. Um, uh, you're you're not done yet. I want you to stay for all the football talk. I know you're a you're still a football fan. Oh yeah, go Giants! Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> two, two Super Bowls. Hey, all I have, all I have to say is eighteen and one giant loss. 
He's not talking. No? <laughs> he's getting No, no, he's done. Alright, so here's what I want to know. How do you let so Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion, let the most overrated quarterback of all time him twice? The guy with the same expression on his face every time looking like this. <laughs> every single time he throws the football. That guy beat you twice. Yeah, that's uh what about that t- David Tyree catch? Who the hell is that? Dude, dude you talk about like that like two amazing catches by two different receivers thrown by the same QB QB. David Tyree and who was the other one? Mario Manningham. Mario Manningham was, was a beast though. Yeah. But who the hell is David yeah. Tyree? Helmet <laughs> catch guy. That's yeah, it. I, that's all he's known for. Helmet catch. But hey, he's got a ring. Yeah, yeah. He's got a ring. I also have he's a, got ring. a ring. Marriage. Oh, yeah, I got one of those, too. Yeah. Boston has one, too. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, I do. I coughed because I Isn't used the fun? name that we're supposed to. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> So the first thing we want to get into about football um, are trades that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Or last week. Last time we talked. Last week. Um, I, and there's only two that I know of. Has there been any that have gone on the last days? No? I looked up on the tracker, and the last one I've seen was the, the last two I've seen were the two we had. Let me uh, let me look right now and see if anything happened. I know the, the first one we're doing I know the- is uh, Emerson Griffin uh, to the Lions. For a six-round conditional pick. Who did Emerson Griffin come from? Mm. Hold on. So glad I, I definitely put that in my notes. I know the Giants were trying to make a trade. Were they trying to trade? They were trying to. They were trying to trade David Gettleman to a sausage factory for a a barrel of lard, because oh. that's about what they both are—a barrel of lard. Both equally useless. I mean, do you, do you like do you like Daniel Jones as your? No, that guy sucks. <laughs> that guy is trash. I like who? Why? Why him? That guy sucks. That guy shouldn't even be playing pee wee football. That guy is an absolute scrub. Who was drafted in the same? Because he was drafted by the Giants. Uh, what what pick? He was like the what was he the sixth pick the seventh pick something like and that. Who else was drafted that year? Was that the Lamar? He was no he he was drafted number way too fucking high overall. <laughs> who else was drafted as a quarterback in that year though? Let's see, Daniel Jones. He was drafted <laughs> in 2019, sixth overall. The last year, yeah, because Eli Manning retired this year. Yeah, good old Eli Manning. Well, who else? Uh, he can come uh, up with another memorabilia scam. So, um, Kyle Murray went first. Nick Bosa. Okay, wait, so we're just looking for QBs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah just QBs. All right. Um, right Daniel Jones was the second QB taken overall. Dwayne Haskins was the third one. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. This, this isn't looking too good. Drew Locke. Um, Denver Broncos. I mean, he was hurt. Hurt now. He was. I mean, he's better than Daniel Jones. He was second round. Yeah. So. Yeah, not a good not a good draft class for quarterbacks. So. Uh, Jesus Christ. Where are the quarterbacks here? But in my opinion, they traded up to get this kid, right? Like, you trade up to get this kid, and this kid sucks. Like he sucks. Like he's not he's not remotely close to good. He'll never be remotely close to good. He has a chicken arm, and he trips over invisible lines. So no, that line was there. I could see it. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like the twenty yard line, he tripped over. <laughs> Have you seen the the memes of like like him getting thrown <laughs> through like a wrestling table? <laughs> Coming off Dude, the there top is like there is no QB other than uh, Kyle Murray in this in that draft class. Yeah, in the first round, because the next QB is uh, Drew Locke in the second round. So yeah, Will Greer, Ryan Finley, Jared Stidham. Easton Stick. But then, like, this year, you actually had, like, QBs that were actually, like, ranked higher than pretty much everyone here other than Kyle Murray. Yeah, last well, year. Well, I think know, Trevor like, Lawrence. Cowboy starter, you know. Trevor Lawrence will be the starter for the New York Giants next year. You think that? The Jets uh, don't have a win yet. They have one win. The Jets? The Jets don't have a win. The Jets don't have a win. The Giants do. And I, I've been reading stuff that said that he might sit out. Uh, or uh, not sit out, uh, go back to Clemson. Yeah, I heard rumors about that too. Uh, he needs to just come out for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emerson the Griffin was on the Cowboys. He was on the uh, Vikings the year Yeah. But yeah, they got a, they got a six-round but... pick for him. Do you, do you know anything else about that? No, but, like, I'm just curious of, like, where the Lions are right now and what they're trying to do. Because, like, you look at their schedule um, coming up. Like, they're, what, 3-3 three and three right now? Yeah, um, I think so. Because they, they beat Arizona. I think they beat, like, two other. They beat Atlanta and then maybe Jacksonville. I think that's what it was. Um, so we're looking at them at 3-3. Three and three. In the NFC North, and uh, are they trying to make a run for it? Because if they are, they need to start buying a lot more pieces because their their team is behind stats, and they have a pretty weak schedule going forward. They face Indy this week. They face Minnesota, Washington, Carolina, Houston, Minnesota again. All of those could be wins, um, and even they play Green Bay tough, so they could beat, beat Green Bay. Um, and at Chicago, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, Tennessee and Tampa Bay should have no problem handling the Lions. But um, yeah, if they want to make a push for it, they got to start trading for more pieces. I mean, you run out of time too. What? I, I th they're running out of time. You know, they're yeah. Like, they, they and like, like, I, like less than a week. They got like four days left. I think uh, I think a lot of teams are waiting after this week. Um, to see where they are, because if the Lions win, they're four and three now. They're in the the heat of it. Um, they could go on a run. They could make some big moves. 
But if they go three and four, is that going to be the end of their season? Are they going to start trading away key pieces? I don't know. I heard like Marvin Jones is up for trade, and I know, but he's not really a key piece. Yeah, he's up for trade. Um, yeah, and then there's the the Carlos. Did, have you? Do you know? Have you heard anything about the Carlos Dunlap trade? What happened with Carlos Dunlap? No, I I I feel like I should know this. Didn't he do something really stupid? Yes, he did. So he was traded yeah. from the Bengals to the Seahawks for B.J. Finley, who's an offensive lineman in the seventh round, right? Um, but after he 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 expressed unhappiness after the loss to the Browns. He posted his team's defensive rotations online and <laughs> tried selling his house on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know. He's with the Seahawks now, um, but I, I'm guessing he did not like the Bengals very much. I mean, stupid is as stupid does, right? Uh, <laughs> that is not going to help his career at all. Boy. Man, makes How you wonder what's he going on in Cincinnati. He's in his 30s. Like 31, I think. Because, yeah, because I know he's getting up there in age. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not the same as he used to be, but I feel like the Hawks, after losing, um, David and Clowney's really someone that can like get in there and get sacks you know maybe he can rejuvenate his career yeah and uh i mean that defense that deep you know they're what five and one yeah but they're all they... like russell will tyler lockett had like 15 catches last week for, for 200 yards and three td he's ridiculous yeah, after so, after he gets like ten catches, don't you think like, oh, let's double this guy? But no, just destroying defenses. Yeah, but then your problem is, is that your defense is getting destroyed. They have the worst pass defense in the league, and you know that's not going to hold up against a uh, team that has offensive weapons like the uh, Tampa Bay does. They just got Antonio Brown. How do you think they're going to handle against that offense? Yeah, um, going to be a, a shooting fest. I mean, we talked about that last week. You know how Antonio Brown was. Uh, I like. I, I got that notification that he was going to visit with uh, the Buccaneers as soon as we did our podcast, and then you're like, I wouldn't be surprised if he signed. And then after the podcast, like <laughs> we finished, and I uploaded like two, two probably hours later, it was like, oh, Antonio Brown signed with the, yeah. the Buccaneers. I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> but so yeah, uh, back to Seattle though. Their their offense is ranked first in yards per game with 444.5 yards per game. Their defense is ranked last in yards per game, giving up 484 yards a game. So their defense gives up more yards than the offense gets. <laughs> so they sound like the Buffalo Bills, who have a negative who have a negative point differential right now. Yeah, but they also got blown open by Tennessee. Yeah, it doesn't look good. No, for like, no, no, they uh, they they didn't even get a touchdown last week. All field goal. Yeah, to me, they are the worst five and two team in the league. The Bills only got field last week. Yeah, they got six field goals. Yeah. So if you had this kicker during that kicker during fantasy, 
Bro, their kicker is. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even. I didn't even. Um, so we're gonna. So we're doing like a new thing this week. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, games of the week. So we pick a couple games we think that are gonna be good this during like weekend. Um, and then talk about why we think. Do you have any games that come to mind for you, Gina? Ooh. Uh, no, no, not really. I wrote down a couple. Austin, you have a couple? I had one, and I don't know mine. where I wrote it. I put I def I put the Steelers and Ravens rivalry. Uh, an undefeated team versus a five and one. I think uh, the I I am a Ravens fan. Always, mostly always been a Ravens fan. Um, when I was younger, I was a Peyton Manning fan. So, not a Ravens fan as much, but I still like them. Um, but I think their team this year, I think Lamar Jackson is over. Um, I don't think he's a good passer. He runs the ball very, very, very well, but uh sucks at passing the ball. I mean, that's my honest opinion. Um, you know, agree with me? Uh, yeah, uh, he's... He's a great running back. Last year, I think, was a fluke year for him because they are playing him again. Like, like he he's, can still run the ball like crazy. Don't get me wrong. And, and he adds that dual threat to that offense, especially with short passes. But, you, I mean, I don't know. You, you watch the games more than me. I don't think I got a single one up here of the Ravens game. He, he, Ravens are ranked last, are second to last in pass offensive. And, you know, if you I'm watch... kidding because they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and if you watch that game last week, um, we're up by like 17. You know, like we're up by a lot, and we let them come back and get within. And you know, Lamar's sitting there, you know, like first and ten, throwing the ball, doing his like weird sidearm shit, and like missing the passes. Like I mean, Mark Andrews is his most reliable target on the. Marquise Brown's there, but who else do we have? No one. Billy Sneed, he shows up every once. You know, but like, there's no other offensive weapons on that team. And well, um, you just picked up Des Bryant. I know we just picked. Up. He's not even on the team yet. He's in the practice. Well, yeah, it still counts. He's gonna be playing. He's so good. You you're not keeping him on the practice squad. He's that practice squad move is probably for salary cap reasons. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wait a little bit to bring him on, but like, or get him to learn the playbook. You know, but like. He's he's going to I think he's going to be like the um the Anquan Bolden that we you know not the fastest guy you know but the most reliable hands he's going to be in the spot to catch the ball or like how Anquan even though I thought Joe was a trash can. Uh, you say you weren't wacko for Flacco. Oh, Jacoby Your Jones sister was. should have gotten the MVP. That's all I'm saying. Oh my God! Yes. Joby, Joby Jones caught that pass that was so underthrown, grabbed it, and then rolled into get the touchdown for Joe. And Didn't that, he have a kick return too? Punt return he, had, he, had a, he had a kick re off return. Yeah. I was not wacko for. Me. Anyway, yeah, but the the I feel like the Ravens are gonna have a really tough time. What are your thoughts? I think the Ravens are gonna be drafting a quarterback in a year or two. Think Lamar's um, gonna get hurt like RG three? 
Yeah, that's a I, real possibility. Just, yeah, he's not a big guy, and and honestly, you watch him play. You know, it's it's one thing to be a mobile quarterback. Pat Mahomes is a mobile quarterback. Russell Wilson's a mobile quarterback. Josh Allen's a mobile quarterback. But to me, it just seems like Lamar Jackson is not a great passer. He can't throw from the pocket. He he just he's he's a very limited quarterback. And I guess if you want to run this, you know, read option college offense in the NFL, yeah, sure. Well, and, and to go off that point, uh, especially with Mahomes and Wilson, they aren't a run-first type uh, type of QB when, where they feel pressure. They they tuck it and run. You'll see them, they'll expand that play and scramble around in the backfield looking for a, a pass to complete before they actually take off running. He's nasty. But uh, do, we, do we think Mahomes would have been the Mahomes he is now without Andy Reid? Yeah. I don't think so. I, I don't think he would be as good as he is. I think he would have been good, but I don't think he'd be as good as he is without Andy Reid. Look what Andy Reid did with Donovan McNabb. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Donovan McNabb. <laughs> like, here's, here's my thing with Reid is, um, like, year after year, it was – the same story where he couldn't get to a Super Bowl and then he gets the one versus the Patriots and he didn't win. And then it was the same story where he couldn't get back to a Super Bowl. And I, I think the only reason he won a Super Bowl was because of Mahomes. Yeah, I, I think I think if you put Mahomes in not every single team, because I don't think like I think he'd, you know, have the Jets at like a one and six record. But definitely he would definitely um still be a top one QB in the league. Like it, out in Arizona, I think he'd do he would have flourished. Seattle obviously. Arizona, Kyler Murray. Yeah. I think the D hop trade was so good for Andre Hopkins really well. Well you look at you look at that trade and the uh Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo. Those guys made huge impacts for that team. Those teams. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is everything to the Bills right now. He is the Bills' offense. Like he, he, that guy. I think he's he's in the top two or three in yards per game, receptions, targets. Like, and he doesn't drop a ball often. Stephon Diggs is showing that he's he's an all-world elite wide receiver, hundred percent. Yeah, the uh, my Maryland boy. Oh yeah, go Terps. Yeah, yeah they they played. Yeah, they played Minnesota tonight. I heard they're gonna get absolutely destroyed. Yeah, Maryland That's football good. is not good. No, <laughs> not, not. no, it, no it could have been. Not. Oh, it's actually a close game. Thirty-eight Ooh. to thirty-one. Who? Uh, Minnesota, but uh, Tua's brother. I mean, pronounces for I'm terrible at pronouncing names. You should have heard me butcher last week. Um, defensive end that was picked up by the Ravens. Trade. Don't talk about that guy. Yeah. 
Nag- I can't even. I yes. just want to say Nakwear, Nagakui, or however the hell I say his name. I, I, I don't know. Pronounce his name. We will get someone on here and we'll know how to say his name. Because I cannot. I was like, Boston, you pronounce it. He's like, nah, this is all you. <laughs> your team, your pronunciation. Nag- Nag- Nagakui. I'm just going to call him okay. Milk- Milky Way Bar because he's creamy nuke. He's creamy nuke. That's who he is. Well, uh, Tagalova's Tua Tagalova's brother is the starting quarterback for the uh, Terps. He has uh, 300 it's yards. It's Tagavailoa. That's two Tua Tua Tagagogolova. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if, imagine if Marquise Tuia Sosipo was still in the league, you'd be screwed. Yes, that guy. But watch this transition. You know, his brother's playing for Maryland, but Tua's first start is this week for the Dolphins. Ooh, sweet. His first start and his first loss. <laughs> to the Rams. Oh, yeah, they're getting smoked. You think so? How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet Tua's out of the NFL in five years? Are we putting money on it or snacks? Wait, wait, wait. Are, are, is I bet it four and a half? Three... Candy bars of your choice that he'll stay over five years. Ooh, I think he's going to be out of the league in, in five years or less. Okay, he's, he's three out. candy bars oh. of your choice, I'm betting. All right, I'm got, I got Jamarcus Russell part two with this guy. <laughs> yeah, he was he, – Jamarcus Russell was the best quarterback in uh, Raiders. Oh, yeah, yeah, the best eater for World sure. World-class guy. I love the story of him. They sent a blank tape to uh to him and said, "Watch this game film, and uh, let us know what you think." And he came back was like, "Yeah, you guys really seem to prepare well and all this other <laughs> shit." And David watched the tape. <laughs> oh yeah, that game was, that game film yeah, was my favorite great. Part is when you guys like threw the touchdown pass to that one guy with the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that guy's such a clown. He got paid money, you know. <laughs> yeah, and he's broke now. Did you see that? That was oh, like a broke? big deal a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's like completely broke now. Fantastic. Maybe he could try again. You know, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can, you know, out of Harvard, Marcus Russell, you got it. Yeah, okay. let, yeah but, he probably has to lose about two hundred pounds right now. And Fitzpatrick has had his moments. Not a lot it's of magic. them. But he had some. It's magic. Magic for the Tampa Bay or the Gold Chain today. Dude, he was really good in Buffalo for the Bills. He actually played really well here. Had a lot eight and eight seasons. <laughs> that's that's Buffalo in a nutshell for the last <laughs> twenty years. Eight and eight seasons. <laughs> Dramatic pause for sad effect. <laughs> Although, hey, they made the playoffs two of the last three years. That's a big deal here. They made the playoffs with um, Taylor, the guy now in San, uh, not San Diego, the Chargers QB. Yeah, yeah, Tyrod Taylor. It was, it was Taylor. By the way, who played for the Ravens Justin, first? Justin Herbert is a beast. All, all of Fame QB in the making. Going to be the best in the league in a year. 
Better than Mahomes? I love that kid. Better than Mahomes. Better than Mahomes. Better than Mahomes. Better than better than uh Oh, who isn't better than Gardner Minshew? The only thing Gardner Minshew is good at is growing a fucking mustache. <laughs> he's, he's also better than uh, what the Daniel, the fucking Daniel Jones uh, in New York. Yeah, yeah who him. isn't better than Daniel Jones? Uh, Perryman, Perryman, whatever his name is, the one that used to be with him. Rashard Perryman, the wide receiver. Yes, the wide receiver <laughs> for the Jets is better than Daniel Jones. Who, no, you got the, the, it. The, the QB that uh, used to be on the Bills, they got tipped to the Ra- uh, Raiders. Oh, Peterman. Eighth and four interception, Peterman. Yep. Four interceptions in the first half. On, like, his first five attempts so or something like that? Yeah. Super yeah. horrible. <laughs> Better than somebody Daniel just Jones. find Antoine Randall out. Can somebody find Antoine Randall and see if he's willing to come back to football to play quarterback? <laughs> Daniel Jones is the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL. Like Daniel Jones is just that that quarterback you look at and you're like, is he like for real? Like, oh, he's so horrible. He's the worst. He can't hold on to a football to save his life. He fumbles more than Tiki Barber did. Barber was a good running Tiki Barber was a good running back when he learned how to hold on to the fucking football. Yo, that's a very, very big part about being a good running back is actually holding on to football. Right? Like, that's yeah. kind of You wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that, but it's like a secret, secret ingredient. Yeah, yeah. You have to be able to keep the football in your arms. Like, right here, right high and tight, right here, it needs to be here. Yeah, because totally the listeners can definitely see. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't see my video. Sorry, I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah, 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 right here. Listeners are yeah, like, right here. what? Right, right where? Where do I get the football? Here. Yeah, here, under there. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, we're going to move to fantasy news. Um, as football you realize news. I'm going to get all the listeners to say underwear now, right? No, I don't get it. Because I said under there. There. And then they reply with underwear. underwear. And then you go, I <laughs> Exactly. All right, fantasy news. Back to fantasy news. All right, so Christian, Christian McCaffrey didn't play on Thursday. But he's coming back from IR probably this next week. I think that's a big impact for the Panthers. Mike Davis is I think Christian McCaffrey is a new level of player Panthers have. Yeah, Look, here's what I'll t- here's what I'll tell you about Christian McCaffrey. His name rhymes with caffeine free Coke. And he's exactly that. He's caffe- caffeine free Diet Coke. He serves no serves no purpose because the Panthers suck. So, I don't get that. Hey, QB. They need just, they need help. Yeah, they do. But I think he's 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 really that like you know he's very versatile. He's on a very bad team. He's on a very bad team. Yes, <laughs> but if they can get a court, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's the. I think he throws. I don't think he can 
long ball very well. Very, he's a more of a check down type of back. He was that way with the Saints when he helped them. You know, one that's what the big thing was. But his average pass was like seven yards. He didn't throw a long ball. You know, um, which I thought would be perfect for Christian McCaffrey. You can just dump it off to him, and he can just run down the field whatever he wants. You know. Well, I mean, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yeah, with my and Ravens. I think he threw first. Yeah, against my Giants because Jason Seahorn wore the wrong shoes. Long story there, but if Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, surely. Yeah, but that defense, was, that Ravens defense, defense was huge. That Ravens defense was unbelievable. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Not as good as the 2007 Giants defense, though. This is just gonna make you not come back on the on with us. Is <laughs> <laughs> that one of the Super Bowls that the Giants beat the Patriots? Yeah, that's that's the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. That's where there's the picture of Michael Strahan body slamming Tom Brady into the ground. Yeah, I have no problem him like a frozen bag. I have no problem with that now because he's not with the Patriots anymore. I don't have any Patriots. He's still, he's still. Yeah, what's new there? They're playing the Bills this weekend. Yeah, nice, nice win for the Bills. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's. The Bills have taken that division. The Patriots. I don't think no. the Patriots are gonna be good for another three, four years. The Patriots handed them that division. Yep. And they, I think. Well, let me ask you this. Why did the Patriots sign Cam Newton? Why? Because they couldn't get anyone else. No, so from from a standpoint that they were at was they had Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham. And talks up here was that Jared Stidham, they didn't think was ready to start yet, which if you watch the Kansas City game or even the game last week, you'd see that his passing, isn't his deep ball especially, isn't good. so they brought in Cam Newton to be the starter. And they say, well, you know, we don't have a starting quarterback. Everyone knew from the beginning, once you bring him in, he's going to be a starting QB. And really with the money, the one-year contract, he has like a $2, not even a $2 million uh, salary and everything else is incentive. They're going to end up paying him like $2 million for the year and ship him off. It was more of a let's see how he does type deal and we'll make an adjustment on the future where – Coming out of this draft, they probably like some kid coming out, and they're going to go after him. I mean, and I think Cam Newton's career is over. Cam Newton's career was over when he started getting injured a lot. And uh, now there's a lot of stuff coming out that he doesn't like pass to the right. Um, It's looking like he can't even read a defense where they're lining up and they're showing blitz, and he's not even calling out where the blitz is coming from. He's just snapping the ball. Um, and uh, it's also, um, Jamie knows, or yeah, already Jamie out now. There. Yeah. Yeah. Already out. Um, already he, out he knows of my feelings on Josh McDaniels. I think he is one of the worst offensive coordinators in the league, if not in history. Um, and he has definitely he done nothing. Tim Tebow. So he here, drafted Tim yeah. Tebow. He drafted Tim Tebow. That didn't work out. And what did they do this year? They take Cam Newton and that's not working out. But I actually went back and looked at what he did after Denver. He went. He spent a year in St. Louis. 
St. Louis offense was better the year before and the year after he was there. The year he was there, they were ranked like 31 or 32 in offense. So it's like, it's no mystery. This guy sucks. And now you look at like his play calling and like seeing how he calls plays and not helping the protection. And it's, it's, it's one of the funniest things to watch Cam Newton, like not like to Cam Newton, but like seeing Josh McDaniels fail to protect uh, the quarterback. Even last year, last year, I mean, the Bills game last year, no way the Patriots should have won that game in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, I I think the Patriots are going to lose both games to Buffalo this year, and and I don't see Buffalo giving up the AFC East crown anytime soon. I think it's theirs for the next five years. So the Patriots have a lot of opt-outs this year. Key key defensive pieces. You don't think that's gonna help them out coming out next year and and uh, competing for the crown, especially if they get um, uh, a QB that can actually throw the ball, play football. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think they're gonna have to get a, a quarterback that's that's gonna need to develop. I don't know. I mean, it all depends on who's in the draft. But I can tell you, a man, couple, the, the uh... Patriots got so many holes. They got so many holes to fill. I can tell you a couple of quarterbacks that are in the draft that aren't in the top thirty that might be okay. Um, there's Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Um, he's high on people's list, isn't he? He's high on people's list. Yeah, so yeah. um, he's supposed to be really good. And then there's uh Kyle Trask having a who who is having a better year. They're talking really big hype about him, but those are more. I always worry about life. They're more developmental guys. Yeah, right away. And he's he's a Florida guy, which means he is a uh, dink and dunk Steve Spurrier offense kind of quarterback. And no, no, I don't think he'll. Trask isn't going to be anything. But yeah, so I actually. I think we'll. Anyway, sorry, Boston. Yeah. Um. I actually think the Patriots' problem isn't really with QB. I think it's with their offensive line. They have not been able to block anybody coming through that line. And their running backs. They do running back by committee where um, if they have uh, Michelle in there, you know they're running the ball. You have White in here. In there, you know they're passing the ball. Rex Burkett is usually a pass play, so it's like obvious what they're going to do before they even go in the huddle. Yeah, Patriots, Patriots. They just need a new offense coordinator and all their problems will be fixed. Oh, yeah. That's that's my theory. It'll be, inter- It'll be interesting to see what happens with Sam Darnold because I think that's a guy they could target next year for quarterback is Sam Darnold. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I actually don't think that would be a horrible, horrible fit. Um, they just need They just need someone who is actually like – could actually like apparently the Patriots playbook is very very uh, com- like it's confusing and it, not everyone can actually like read it and get it and I guess that's one thing Cam Newton said is that he's having a t- tough time learning the playbook so if they can get a guy back there who can just learn the playbook they they will be a playoff team again nice we kind of got off on a little tangent yeah. about the yeah. let's let's talk about a team that also beat the Patriots in the 
Eagles. The Eagles, the trashy Eagles. First place <laughs> in their division. And, and uh, Dallas Goddard is set to come back yeah. from IR, which is a huge deal, hey. I think. Being first place to the NFC East is nothing to be proud of this year. And uh, it's usually not I something think... to be proud of. It's usually not. <laughs> No, I, I mean, that's not that's not totally true. There was at one time the NFC East was the best division in football, and that was in the early 90s when the Bills lost four consecutive Super Bowls to NFC East teams. So the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys, four in a row to the NFC East. So in the early 90s, it was good to be in the NFC East. Yeah, but in recent history, they suck. <laughs> so... Dallas Goddard is coming back from Dallas IR. Goddard. <laughs> yeah, Dallas Goddard. Just well, nobody cares about the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, That's it, why. Fantasy it's wise, fantasy okay? news. It's fantasy news. All right, I don't care about anything else. Carson Wentz and is the... throwing the, a, a lot to tight ends. He threw eight targets to Richard Rodgers. You know Richard Rodgers? Uh, other than his initials are railroad. No. Yeah, he uh, he played for the Packers for a little bit. He's more of a blocking tight end, but he caught five passes for 83 yards and on eight targets. So he's targeting the tight ends. Dallas Guard is actually end, so having him back will. If you're looking for a tight end and fan, um, and Dallas Goddard's there, I would pick him up. He uh, had a good couple weeks to start out with. That's that. Um, Dalvin. Have Cook. they have they played the Cowboys twice yet? I know they're playing the Cowboys this week. They play again. Because that could be two two weeks down down the road that you actually get a uh, good production a out of one. Yeah, like a definite good production. Yeah, the Dallas defense is trash. Absolute, absolute trash. Um, playing the they play they they play the Cowboys in like six. <laughs> All right, so you could, like if you're the, a playoff if, team. If you are in the championship and yeah. you need a tight end, pick up Dallas. Dash him. Dash him. Boom. Right there. Look Dash at that. Trade. That's what it is. Dallas Who's Goddard, next? tight end. Dalvin Cook returned to practice this week, but today was downgraded from active, no injury, to questionable. Um, which is. Bad for fantasy owners because he was averaging 20 points game before. They play at 1 o'clock, right? Yeah, they play at 1 o'clock. So if he's not available at 1 and Alexander Madison there, or Matson is uh, pick him up because he had a good production when Dalvin Cook. Even though the Vikings suck. They're trash. Anyone else agree? They're, they're absolutely Um. I mean, no, they're they're definitely hot garbage. Yeah, they're hot garbage. Dumpster sure. fire. They're they're the golden trash bag. Yeah, they're bad. Um, so Mark Ingram is still hurt, uh, which leaves Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and um, but I don't think any of the running backs are any way viable to start this week because their running offense is not the same last year's. Like last year, there you could start Gus Edwards, you could start Mark. Um, Ingram, and you would just get fantasy points, you know. But this year, their their run game's not good. So with with uh with the Ravens and that, 
Um, Steelers also have a really good run defense. They just have a really good defense in general. Yeah. Uh, also, it's going to be a rainy day in, in Baltimore um, on Sunday. So that's going to make uh, pretty much just running the ball the only option for the Ravens. Because you already don't trust Jamar, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson uh, throwing the ball on a clear, sunny day. Now you don't add in the rain. It's going to be awful. So a lot of runs. So they might actually work out good, but um, I think the defense is just going to own them. When Mark Ingram went out last week, Gus Edwards doing all of the uh, early down runs, second down, and Dobbins is taking out the third down um, run. So it's hard to tell which one. I just wouldn't trust either of them. Because, you know, uh, if you start one, the other one might do better. You start the you know what I mean? It, it, it's hard to tell which one. And then you have Justice Hill in there. You don't know how much he's going to play. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't trust a, a Ravens running back this week. Yeah. Um, then you have Joe Mixon. He was uh, out this week again. And Giovanni Bernard, he's been ultimate backup. Bengals. Um, had a really good outing last week. I would say if you have him, start him. He's going to get the bulk of the carries this week. Anything with that? I mean, it, uh, that's just a name I haven't heard in a while. Giovanni Bernard, yeah. He's the yeah. ultimate backup. Um, no, he, he, he's been productive when he's been in, though. Yeah. Like, like, obviously, like, not every single time, but, like, there's a reason why he's still around with the Bengals. And uh, Austin, Austin Hooper's out again this week. Um, and Hunter Bryant has really done well in his absence. Uh, two touchdowns last week. Like he's a favorite target in the red zone for Baker Mayfield. I would definitely say if you need to stream a tight end this week, uh, pick up Hunter Bryant. Maybe your also on top of that, OBJ is out for OBJ the season. Out, so yeah. he could be getting more targets. Yeah, I think Hunter Bryant's a good, solid uh, tight end that has really good hands. He he could definitely be. Um, Do you think he's gonna take over the number one spot for the tight end? I mean, Austin Hooper hasn't done anything. Yeah, I know. I had him for like four weeks. And I went, this needs to change. Done anything? Um, no. And in in one game, Hunter Bryant, you know, adds more touchdowns than Austin Hooper has all year. So, um. I, I think if this week, if it's and Hunter Bryant does well, I think I think he can take over that number one spot. He is a rookie though. I mean, he's showing some good. Um, I have my last thing is my boy that I talked about last week, Ben DiNucci, is looking to start this week. Cowboys. Um, Andy Dalton getting over the concussion. He got hit so hard and got carded all. I don't think he's able to play. So Mike McCarthy's like, I'm not ruling out Andy Dalton for the everyone knows. Like that would be really stupid for him, especially if he gets hit again. He's done for the year. What I mean? Uh, yeah. It seems. I think I heard some something today where they were talking about that, and uh, I I think it was Jerry Jones was saying he was definitely out for this week, but he might. It looks like he'll be back for next week. Yeah. You got to keep him out this week. I mean, you got to give my boy Ben Denise. Um, and also, concussions are something you don't want to fuck with. Yeah, you don't. I know when I was in high school, I had a I um when I was playing basketball, 
and one of the the one of the kids that was on the basketball team uh, fell down and hit his head, and he was unconscious on the arms, like stuck. You know, like when someone's knocked down, their arms are just like frozen. Almost like a Jalen Brown type deal when yeah. he hit his head. Yeah. So he's out. He's out. His arms are frozen. They're about to call an ambulance. He wakes up on the bench, and the coach is like, "Are you going back in?" And it, and now it's like if you get a concussion, they're like, "You need to go. Don't even go back in." But back back then, concussions concussions weren't like a big deal. You got a concussion, get up, go back in. Don't be. You know. Yeah. But like if you he got hit hard, you know. Um, so you need to give him time to recuperate that. Um, so that's all my fantasy news. Players, I uh, I do want to do a fantasy start of the week, uh, like we did last week, the week before. Uh, one one player for each position who you think is going to do well. So let's just start with quarter. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I know we said that we we don't like this guy. We think he's a uh, uh, garbage can type of quarterback. It's Carson Wentz versus the Cowboys, baby. Cowboys suck. Uh, they have a lot of issues in in their locker room right now, and uh, I think Wentz is gonna be able to take advantage of that, especially with that defense. I mean, their play caller, the defense coordinator, is worse than Wentz. Yeah. So we're doing a fantasy pick one for quarterback, running back. Wide receiver, tight end. If you could start this week, I don't want you to steal mine. Talk, okay. Um, so I think you should start Justin Herbert this. I feel like you were gonna steal that, you know. Um, I think he's he's on a tear lately. He's my fantasy quarterback. He's on a tear, and he is just he put up like 42 points. He's been averaging over 20 points games and been, you know, starter for the Chargers, and he has some great weapons. LA, you know, but I think he's just going to destroy it again this week. I would start him. If you have him, start I'm actually going to pick Josh Allen against the Patriots. I think he will get it done on the ground with the ball in his hands, and I also think Stefan Diggs is going to break out and have a huge, huge day against the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots' defense is all that good, to be honest. I think um, isn't John Brown is John Brown playing or no? Do you know play this week? Yes, he will. He will be in the game. Okay. So we'll have Cole Beasley, John Brown, and Stephon Diggs. They're going to throw all over the Patriots. Josh Allen's going to run all over the Patriots. In my mind, he's going to be the best fantasy quarterback of the week. All right. Um, what about running backs? Anyone for running backs? Awesome. Yeah, you want to go first? I mean, mine's easy. Um, I it's a it's a it's a running back that you should start every week anyway. But I think he's gonna have a killer week this week. I know I'm going easy on running backs. Um, Derrick Henry, right? He's playing against the Bengals. I know Derrick Henry. He's a must start every week. But the Bengals just got rid of um, Dunlap. Dunlap, and interior lineman. I think he's just gonna burst through. Especially without one of your best defensive, you know what I mean. I went really easy running back. I mean, Derrick Henry. What you Boston Eckler. He's hurt. Yeah, he's on IR. Oh, yeah. I think. What are you doing? 
Austin Eckler. I mean, you have you have Justin Jackson and uh, Joshua Kelly. They're splitting carries right down the middle. I don't know. I I don't really think there's a lot of great running backs in the league. The only great running back in the league, other than Derrick Henry, is Saquon Barkley, and he's hurt. Alan so. Kamara. He's okay. Did you see he? He caught the ball from Drew Brees. It was an awful pass, and he juked like seven defenders and ran for a touchdown. Like it was insane for like 50 yards. It was. Crazy. I think he's a. I think he. I think he's a good running back that no one thought would be good because he was drafted in fourth. Uh, well, he also took over Mark Ingram's spot, and like that was unexpected. Yeah. He came in uh like legit like came out of nowhere to take that job. All right, so I uh, I said you should probably play Boston Scott versus the Cowboys for the same reason as before. <laughs> Cowboys Boston are trash. Scott, yeah, because Boston Scott. Boston <laughs> Scott. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, Miles Sanders is out. Um, and I know Boston Scott didn't really do much in much all game last week. He caught the final touchdown, which really helped his fantasy day. But, yeah, I, I would definitely start Cowboys are defense is absolute ash. And uh, now wide receiver, um, I pick Scotty Miller for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He had a monster game last week, catching over 100 yards um, and a touchdown. Uh, Chris Godwin's out this week because he fractured his finger on a catch last. Um, so I think that. Because, you know, Mike Evans gets a lot of attention and Rob Grant gets a lot of attention. I think Scotty Miller's going to be open for a lot of passes against your boys, the Giants. Oh, well, I mean, every receiver's wide open against my boys, the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my pick's going to be Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs is going to tear it up against New England. I think New England's going to get trounced. I think they're going to lose 75 to nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think it'll be like a 38 to 17 game, but I think wow, you're giving you're giving the Patriots that much credit. Yeah, 17 points. I, I mean, I, 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 they they had a total of uh 18 points over the past two weeks. Yeah, but the Bills defense isn't that great, so yeah. I mean, the Broncos they they could have done better again. Um. I'm actually surprised you didn't take any running back because the Patriots' defense running that uh, can't even talk now because it's 11 o'clock at night. Uh, the Patriots' run defense is god awful. Um, for wide receiver though, I'm gonna take guess what team this guy's on? The Eagles. Travis Fulgen. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Because he's on the Eagles and they're facing the Cowboys. Are you picking all Eagles players? Uh, I guess you have one more to wait to find out. I'm going to pick it before you do. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. <laughs> I'm guessing your tight end pick's going to be Richard Rodgers. You, you want me to tell you who it is? Richard Rodgers. Harrison Bryant versus the Raiders. Oh, okay. Yeah, it changes up on you. Um, Raiders don't have a that good of a pass defense. So, uh, I, I, I love Harrison Bryant, honestly. I think he's... And he's getting the targets. He's getting yes. the targets from... Uh, yeah, I mean, we ju- we literally just talked about this like five minutes ago. Yeah, I picked I picked Richard Rodgers. My <laughs> tight end pick. 
I mean, he's a, <laughs> with Dallas Goddard out and him getting targeted eight times last week, I think, especially against the Cowboys, done deal. I think one for tight end. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. No, I took a guy. <laughs> I took a guy. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, start him if you have him. <laughs> Certified by Gino. Hey, you took uh, an easy out. You took an easy out. <laughs> yeah, you took Henry. Easy, yeah, I can take an easy out for tight end. <laughs> All right, so the last part of our day is we. Oh, do you want to do you want to do locks and upsets? Want to do locks and upsets? We can. I want to do locks and upsets. Okay. I mean, we did so it last I, week. We got to do it this week, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you said it's but, eleven o'clock. I thought we were just going to. Yeah. We're we're almost done. So you want you want AFC or NFC? I mean, we got Gino here. Gino, you take uh, upsets in the NFC. Upsets in the NFC? Yeah. I'm calling for a Giants win. Upset. Oh. Yeah, the Giants are going to beat the Eagles, and the Giants are going to make a miraculous comeback and win the NFC East and go on to win the Super Bowl as the most undeserving team to make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl because they did it against the Patriots in 2007. They were the most undeserving team in the league, and they somehow beat an undefeated team in the Super Bowl. He's going to keep bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I I guess uh, I shouldn't have said NFC. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll I'll take an NFC team. I'm gonna choose uh Chicago over the Ram. Uh, no, that was this week, wasn't it? Who's Chicago playing this week? A team. Oh, the Saints. The Saints. Yeah, Chicago over the Saints. I think. Is it? I thought yeah, it's the Saints. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you were gonna go. I'm gonna pick a team, and it's the Eagles over the Giants. <laughs> no, no, that's not an upset. <laughs> no, I. I got I got the Bears of the Saints because Drew Brees can't play in cold outdoor weather, and it's gonna be a 38 degree um 38 degrees out at start at 4:25 and 23 mile per hour winds. So the uh Maryland just beat Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, upset. Upset of the week. College upset of the week. Yeah. Two uh. Brother had still had three touchdowns. Wow, they're they're uh, they're running back uh, Jay Funk. Jay Funk. Yeah. Uh, Jake Funk um, had uh, 21 attempts for 260 yards. Woo! And that doesn't really matter. We're not even talking Yay. about that. It's a walk. Yeah. Um. I think AFC, a, a walk. AFC upset. Oh, oh, did you do a walk? I didn't do a lock yet. My lock uh, is Green Bay at home versus Minnesota. I think. Sorry, I'm laughing. I think that um, the Eagles are going to walk all over the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I think the Cowboys really have a shot this week. <laughs> my my lock of the week, the Buffalo Bills over the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't even argue with him because I think he's right. 
I, I, it is. It's actually a great pick because I, I like Buffalo's favorite in this game. I think Buffalo comes in and wins this game. Absolutely blows the Patriots out. Um, I think that's the lead pop, lead lead pipe lock of the week. You, you can't get past that. Buffalo's not losing that football game. Actually, they're only the, favored the, by the, three. The and Giants a half. are playing the Buccaneers, by the way. Yeah, the Giants are going to win. They're oh. going to win. They're going to absolutely. It's the it's the Giants playing Tom Bitch Boy Brady. Yeah, what a bitch. The Giants. Oh, are yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. What a what a fucking traitor! Like you spend your whole career with the New England Patriots, and you leave them and go to Tampa. He's yeah. like yeah. he's like, like my you grandma. See what they did. You see what they what he has done last week. I mean that's. That's what he wanted. He wanted an offensive weapon, and they got Antonio Brown, and they went, eh, you know what, Antonio Brown? Your off-field shit is uh, shit, so we're letting you go, and he had no time to throw the ball, and Josh McDaniels is Josh McDaniels. He comes in. They uh, do bad the first four weeks because they weren't running Brady plays. They were running Buccaneers plays. Then they finally went, okay, we'll run your plays, Brady, and they fucking steamrolled the uh, Packers and Las Vegas. That you know, Buccaneers I, defense is good, though. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are good. They're good. I don't know. I, I, I mean, kudos to Tom. Like, I, I joke about Tom. Tom's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. But man, like, he should have. He should have stayed. I feel like New England should have brought him back for another year. It is what it is. Jamie, who's your lock? My lock, Titans over the Bengals. Yeah, I had that for an AFC lock, too. Titans over the Bengals. Um, upset. I'm going to go out on a whim, and it's not going to come true. I'm going to pick the Jets over the Chiefs. Let's go. Well, you know what? What the Jets have done, it was great. They lured every team into this false sense of security. Now they're just going to come out and bam, hammer them. <laughs> Jets over the they Chiefs calling it right now. They almost beat the Bills last week. They should have beat the Bills last week. They should have. They sure. should have. The Bills had no business winning that football game. All right, are we are we done? Our last thing. The two minute drill. Yeah. So we're yeah, doing, might as well. So we do two minute drill. Uh, Boston and I each get a minute. So then we have overtime. Gino gets a minute. He can talk whatever he wants. All right. So it's two minute drill plus overtime because apparently we're not we're going to be tied going end of regulation. Um, yeah. So do you want to uh, go I mean, first, could... or do you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay. So uh, we'll just minute it. Start it uh right now. Okay. So I'm gonna talk about my boy Ben Denu Ben Nucci. Okay. Starting quarterback for the Cowboys this weekend. Super excited. Talked about the Cowboys letting him start. Seventh round pick out of James Madison University. There's an alma mater. Um. And uh, he's coming off this weekend when he filled in for Andy Dalton's concussion. He went two for three for 39 yards, right? Not bad. You know, that's a, that's a couple long passes. He has a lot of offensive weapons. I really think he could utilize Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, uh, C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I think with all those weapons, he could have a decent game, show that they don't need uh, trash can Dalton. Um, and... Uh, Put in a seventh rounder, see how he does. He could, he's going to be the new Gardner Minshew. He's going to grow a mustache. You know, he's going to do something. He's going to 
earn that starting job uh, for the rest of the year and uh, then get benched for Dak Prescott next year. Uh, that's uh, that's that's about a minute. Rep. Uh, Gino, you can go. All right, I'll go here. Uh, so my my minute is going to be about Steve Cohen buying the New York Mets. It is a great day to be a Mets fan. Hallelujah. The Wilpon family is gone. No more of those fucking worthless loser-ass owners. They are fucking gone forever. I don't ever want to see Jeff Wilpon near that stadium again. If you were near that stadium again, I will punch you in the fucking face and put you in your grave. Steve Cohen owns the Mets. The Mets are going to buy all the players this year. We're going to kick the shit out of the Yankees in the Subway Series next year. Hallelujah. Steve Cohen. Happy Steve Cohen Day. That's what I'm going to say. On to you, Boston. Yeah, fuck that guy. All right. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously, fuck the Wilpont family. They were involved with the Madoff scandal. They ripped off millions and billions of dollars from innocent, hardworking people. Fuck them. They didn't deserve to own a, deserve to own a fucking baseball team. And now we got a real owner who will spend money and won't rip the fans. That was exactly a minute. You're good. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, my minute section. Um, I'm going to talk about the unfortunate news that happened yesterday. Travis Roy. Uh, he ended up passing away. For those of you who don't know who he is, he ended up being a philanthropist for people with spinal cord injuries because he. what happened to him was he was a Boston University hockey player in his first game ever. 11 seconds on the ice, goes into the boards, and is paralyzed. Uh, but his story didn't end there. He ended up doing a lot of great things, helping a lot of people out who were just in the same situation as he was. He ended up going to hospitals and seeing these patients who had these hockey injuries or sports injuries and are now, for their rest of their life, are going to be uh, handicapped throughout their whole lifetime. And he pretty much gave them a second hope. They saw him. They talked to him, and he basically said, your life doesn't end here. It's just a different chapter in your life, and it gave them hope. Uh, so rest in peace, Travis. Uh, condolences to your family, and you were a great man. Awesome. Absolutely. I want to say that Travis Roy was an incredible, incredible guy, and, and the hockey world is definitely a lesser place without him. Absolutely wonderful man. What a, what a great way to show. You know, we we've started, you know, heartwarming and kind of fucked up, and then we end heartwarming and not really, fun. you know, great round circle. I like to think of it as a sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah. The the mayonnaise was the middle. Mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, this is the end of our show. I want to thank uh, Gino for coming on talking about hockey. Uh, gonna fill us in, you know, throughout the year. Until hockey season starts, you know, and then all hockey for him. I'll follow the teams. We're going to somewhat watch it. I'm going to see something. Not a puck. We're going to do games of the week, boys. Games of the week. I'm going to give you guys homework assignments to watch good games, good hockey, and tell me what you see, and we'll we'll talk all about it. January yeah. 1, baby. Can't wait. I'll, I'll, I'll aboot it. Yep. Um <laughs> I'll boot it. All right, yeah, but thank you for coming thank on, and uh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate you coming on here. Absolutely. Um, uh, we we're gonna have you back, maybe next week, maybe a couple of weeks. Um, I think uh, we're gonna have a golf guy on next week. Be kind of cool. Talk about the Masters happening. Um, uh, January, weekend of January twelfth. Um, so 
my birthday. Um, no one cares. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no one. Uh, but yeah, but thank you for coming on, and I really appreciate it. And uh, hope everyone enjoyed us talking about talking. Yeah. Give any closing remarks for next the time fans, I come on, let's the fans. Hey, next time I come on, let's talk some baseball too, man. Dodgers just won the uh, World Series. Go Dodgers! Yeah, yeah, go, go Orioles! All right, Mookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, you guys have a good night. Yeah, you too. All right, you do the same. Good weekend.